Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell, and I appreciate you joining me again today on this chapter day journey. We are in the strange world of the book of Revelation in chapter 12 today, and it was verse 12 that uh, I pulled out. It says, therefore rejoice, you heavens and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Today's podcast is entitled, Not of This World. Several years ago, I gave a message among my local gathering of Jesus followers in which I talked about how the writers of the James Bond film, Skyfall, subtly tapped into themes from the great story in order to make Bond into a Christ-like figure. And in fact, I linked to it in the post at TomVanderwall.com today, uh, if you'd like to check that out. I shared that that morning, as I have many times in these chapter day podcasts, that all good stories are reflections of the great story. And that came to mind this morning as I meditated on today's chapter. The images of John's vision, like those in today's chapter, sound like some kind of bad acid trip to most modern readers. But to learned Hebrews and Gentiles of John's day, they echoed themes and images from familiar mythologies. Both the Greeks and the Egyptians had myths, stories of dragons or serpents that would chase a mother in order to kill her young. Now, once again this morning, I set aside the minute details in order to consider the larger picture being presented in Revelation and in today's chapter. So, follow me here. The great story from Genesis to Revelation is ultimately a story of good and evil on a grand spiritual scale. And I've observed along my spiritual journey that as an earthbound human who views reality through my brain and my five physical senses, it is difficult to comprehend, let alone understand, what Jesus taught. And that is that there is a spiritual reality. There is a kingdom of God that is not of this world, but it's also more real than this world. I find it interesting that those who've had near-death experiences in which they die and go to heaven and experience heaven and then come back to their bodies, they commonly relate two things. First, they didn't want to come back, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, they'd rather be there. And second, they talk about the fact that they don't have the vocabulary to express how amazing and how real it was. Having been to heaven, they realize that it's our earthly reality that is the shadow world in comparison to the reality that awaits us in eternity. Now, today's chapter has two main characters. There's this woman clothed with the sun and moon and 12 stars on her head. And Hebrew mythology and prophecy often referred to Israel as a mother. Joseph's dream back in Genesis chapter 37 was of the sun and moon and 11 stars. So the stars represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And so his brothers, being the other 11 tribes, bow down to him. Now, the second main character is of the dragon, which is a recurring image in the prophets and the Psalms, and the text tells us that it represents Satan. So the overarching theme of the entire great story is established in Genesis 3. Satan, 
serpent, the dragon, tempts Adam and Eve. They are expelled from the garden and cursed to an earthly life and to suffer physical death. God establishes in that chapter uh, enmity, conflict, hatred between Satan and the woman, especially between the woman's offspring, whom Satan will attack. God prophesies that Satan will bruise the heel of the woman's offspring, but he, capital H, the offspring, will crush Satan's head. So today's chapter is really a retelling of this great spiritual conflict that lies at the heart of the entire great story. And once again, the story of the Hebrew exodus from Egypt is a background, it's a microcosm metaphor of this grand spiritual conflict. The dragon pursues the woman into the wilderness, just like the Egyptians chased after the Hebrews. The dragon attempts to stop the woman with water, like the Egyptians trying to pin the Hebrews at the Red Sea. And then the earth swallows up the waters, like the Red Sea swallowing up the Egyptian army. And in the grand spiritual conflict, Satan has always been the ultimate heavenly accuser and prosecutor. Read the first couple chapters of Job um, to get an idea of that. In today's chapter, as the end of the great story is drawing near here in the, the last and final book, there is a spiritual battle in heaven and Satan is thrown down to the earth from heaven where he has been accusing God's people continuously since the beginning of time. So he is thrown out of heaven along with his horde of fallen angels to the earth. Furious, Satan goes after the rest of her offspring, which would presumably be the people of God who are left on earth in these end times. This is, again, the overarching theme of John's revelation. The great spiritual conflict of heaven is coming to a climactic head on the earth. So in the quiet this morning... I come back to the familiar themes of the great story and all the good stories that echo them. Good and evil, the threat of death, the desire for immortality, the grand struggle, the threat and fear of a dark ending before the grand moment of eucatastrophe. There are so many people who revere Jesus and his teaching, claiming to respect his teaching as a guide for living on this earthly journey. But as a disciple of Jesus, I find that his teaching for living and relating to others on this earth was ultimately not about this earth, but about his kingdom that he said is not of this world. John's visions are a glimpse of it, just as Jesus referenced it on his way to the cross. In Luke chapter 23, verses 27 through 21, it says, a large number of people followed Jesus, including women who mourned and wailed for him. And Jesus in turn and said to these women, daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry?
In other words, Jesus is referencing there's going to come a time, a bad time of judgment. And so I proceed on this another day of my earthly journey, believing not just that Jesus offered a helpful guide for behavior in this temporal earthly existence, but that he came as part of a great story, pointing me to a kingdom that is more real and beyond description with the limitations of human vocabulary. In fact, it might seem like an acid trip to my human understanding based on friends who've told me about their acid trips. I haven't experienced it myself. But I choose to believe that my story is a part of that great story in ways that equally lie beyond my human comprehension. And I believe yours is as well, my friend. And I hope you have a great day on your journey today. Wherever this finds you, we'll be back here on Monday.